with THC strains, you also run the risk of experiencing more side effects like anxiety. It's coming to get me, man. Sedotate in there, bud. <laughs> and if for some reason, any part of my skin that don't get in the sun, like my legs and that, in, it's just fucking spam, mate. I look like fucking tin spam. I look like I should be in someone's bunker as backup food if in case of nuclear fucking bomb. Believe it or not, not all stoners just sit around eating pizza playing Xbox. Join JD, a stoner who loves to chat and learn as he speaks to entrepreneurs and professionals who are high and motivated. Unfortunately, along the way, JD's weed-smoking ass might waffle about his own life and thoughts. So, if you like to spliff, have a side hustle, or want to start one, sit back, light up, and enjoy the460.com. More than just a stoner. Yo, what's up, internet? This is JD. This be episode 28 of the More Than Just a Stoner podcast. Today, I wanted to take a minute to look into the differences between indicas and sativa. Because I think I know the difference, but it's all just bro science passed on from one man that grew some weed back in the 70s. You know what I mean? Let's go find out what it's actually about, baby. So, everyone that smokes weed has probably heard of strains like indica sativa or hybrid but how useful are these designations what are the effects of indicas and sativas and should you choose a strain based on the effects in this episode we'll go over the differences between indicas and sativas the myths and the best way to go about choosing the cannabis strain unfortunately there are a few myths circulating out there in the cannabis world about the difference between indicas and sativas the most popular of the myths seems to be that all indicas will produce a heavy body high, while all sativas produce uplifting, energetic highs. There is also a myth that indicas have more THC than sativas, and that is not back in true. At one point in history, you could probably make some solid claims about the different characteristics of the two, but after a few decades of hybrid sedation and underground breeding those days are gone there isn't such thing as a true indica or sativa anymore every strain available nowadays is really a hybrid some are more indica dominant and some are more sativa dominant let's have a quick look at the sativa effects versus the indica effects while there is some truth to the myth that the indica dominant strains can produce a more body heavy high while sativa dominant strains provide a more, uh, you know, cerebral high, it isn't always the case. What really affects the way a strain will make you feel is the combination of cannabinoids and terpenes. So how do indica dominant strains get their reputation for producing a couch lock, locked feeling? It's probably, uh, it's probably because, for the most part, indica-dominant strains have higher levels of terpenes named myocrine, I think. Baby, this is the dyslexic class, baby. 
All sativa dominant strains get the reputation for being uplifting isn't understood. We don't know really why that happens, but again, relying on indica and sativa uh, designations to predict strains effect isn't really the best way to go to go about it. Uh, and we'll further go into details about you know better methods of picking strains later in this podcast. So stay tuned, you motherfuckers. First, let's take a look at some of the different effects indica and sativas have. So this is just the reputation. So whether it does it or not is up to you. Go do some research. <laughs> Medical research, baby. Indica dominant, dominant effects. The most well-known effect of indica is that they produce a heavy body high, baby. They are famous for promoting a level of sedation known as catch lock. Indicas also have a reputation for giving you the munchies and relieving physical aches and pains. A lot of people enjoy them at bedtime to, you know, to help get to sleep, especially your man here. I need that fucking coma, baby. That 420 coma. Let's have a quick look at sativa dominant effects. Sativas, on the other hand, are well known for producing a stimulating head high. People like to use them to help banish depression as well as boost focus and creativity. While some use them to help reduce anxiety, other people claim that a sativa will increase their anxiety, which I'm from that camp, I think. Uh, yeah, sativa, I would say for me, is like a shot of coffee, but it is a bit, a bit buzzy. They are fam they're famous for producing an overall sense of well-being that is appropriate for the use during the daytime. Yeah, so that's that's probably what you lot do at home anyway. But is there a better way to choose a strain? Now that you know the basics between different indica dominant strains and sativa dominant strains, let's take a better look at ways to choose a strain. As we mentioned, you know, before, after decades of crossbreeding, the indicas and sativa designation doesn't mean much these days if you really want to dial in on how a strain will make you feel you need to look beyond indica versus sativa and focus on cannabinoids and terpenes let's have a little look at cannabinoids and terpenes then people do, 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 do. while thc and cbd are the most well-known cannabinoids there are over a hundred different cannabinoids in weed as well as a dozen of different terpenes. They work together in synergy to give every strain its unique properties in a phenomenon known as the entourage effect. Before we get overwhelmed, it's important to remember that you don't need to be an expert in every cannabinoid and terpene. Just know the basics and you'll be fine. So rather than thinking in terms of sativa, indica or hybrid when it comes to the effects of, of the strain, Start thinking about the THC CBD spectrum. Why? Because these are the two cannabis compounds that drive most of the effects of cannabis. THC dominant. <laughs> THC is what produces that famous high, baby. Brought on by cannabis. So... Most recreational users who are looking for a lot of potency to get high THC strains. The more THC, the stronger the effect. But with THC strains, you also run the risk of experiencing more side effects like anxiety. <laughs> it's coming to get me, man. It's 
<laughs> but because everyone has a different psychology, sociology, the same strain can easily feel different for the, from person to person. If you are new to cannabis, where the fuck you been? <laughs> now, if you are new to cannabis, it's better to start off with a lower or more moderate THC strain to learn your tolerances and preferences. Have a quick look at the old CBD dominant. CBD has skyrocketed. <laughs> CBD has skyrocketed in popularity over the past few years for its ability to deliver more therapeutic benefits without the psychoactive effect of THC. These types of strains are very popular with people who don't want to get high or who are all people who are susceptible to anxiety. So. A balanced approach. For most people, a balanced THC CBD strain is the way to go. A balanced strain can still provide a psychoactive experience with less intense than THC dominant strains. CBD is also known as the babysitter of THC and it can reduce its ability to produce anxiety, really. They work in synergy to provide a really enjoyable experience with less potency for negative, ne uh, less potential for negative side effects. Um, the only thing is, I know street weed, if you buy on the streets, CBD has been bred out of it. So we've got to wait to catch America really up to see all this THC, but it's good to start learning, isn't it? I'm doing this 101s. I know most of you people know this stuff, but this is for people in the future. And they need to learn about this stuff. I'm going to, you know, get more advanced to go on. I'm only on episode 28. We're going to run through the 101s of everything. The basics. Then we're going to get a bit more in-depth. We'll do, like, the Grow series, you know. So just stick with me. Uh, once you find a ratio of THC and CBD that you enjoy, it's fun to start considering terpenes and how they affect your experience. <coughs> there are dozen, uh, there are dozens of terpenes that all provide a wide range of therapeutic properties, and give each um, each strain its its unique aroma. Really, we are so far behind in here in America because they've got the old bud tenders. You can go and ask for recommendations about terpenes and you know different side effects. So we don't really know. We can't, but we're learning. Some of the most abundant terpenes that you'll find in cannabis include. Myocrine, limoni, car mate. Fucking hell! Why are they naming these fucking things? I'm a stoner, baby. I can't pronounce this shit. So go to the description. I'll tag it in it <laughs> in the in the podcast description. I'll write these because I'm fucking thick, mate. Proper thick, baby. Fetch a shotgun. This is whack man on the pouch. I'm just a sandy hillbilly brother i will do a, a like a growing 101 because i think most of the sativa indica differences will come in when you're growing them like looking um because the sativas will be a bit taller in structure as they grow in they'll have narrower leaves uh they flower longer really and they're better suited to warm climates with longer seasons whereas the indicas they tend to be shorter in stature when you're growing them they have broader fan leaves, <clears throat> a bit of a shorter flowering cycle, and they're suitable for a bit of a colder climate with short, shorter seasons. So we will go into the depths of sativa and indicas, but more in the grow. Yeah, so that's just honestly just a real basic quick run through. 
just in case anyone was confused, if you're new to weed, I'm just trying to do a little bit. I'm trying to learn along the way. So, ain't the most fucking interesting, but is what it is. Let's see what's happened with me this week. And let's waffle some shit and bore the fuck out of you, people. Listen up. Think we're about to go into tier three. We find out tonight or tomorrow, whatever day it is, Thursday. So, I don't know what that actually means. I don't know what this Christmas... I don't know what we're allowed to do. I'm just going to do something if someone shoots me. But I do feel sorry for everyone out there. Especially if you're not allowed to travel over Christmas. The old proclaimers are pretty fucking, didn't they? <laughs> they probably plan on doing 500 to 1,000 miles. I don't think they get 20. If it took them 1,000 miles to get laid, 20, I don't even think they're going to get a job for 20 miles. So we need to wish the proclaimers a Merry Christmas for your epoxy little walk. What else will lockdown mean? I suppose everyone would buy buying toilet roll again, wouldn't they? Panic buying toilet roll. I've got a theory that the pub shut and toilet roll went up. So I think it was just down to the cocaine uses. People having to sniff coke in their own house now. They were safe in their house before. Used to go about to go to the pub and, you know, blow your nose every four seconds in between sniffing lines and going for a fucking shit. <laughs> That's all coke, doesn't it? Just a toilet roll promoter. So... That's how they should they should do like the maths of cocaine use to toilet paper. <laughs> I bet <if> the, <laughs> there's definitely something into it. What's been going on? I've been killing the gym. I've been ten days in a fucking row, motherfucking no day off. So I got to that point where I feel better than I look. I tried to put on one of the old dry fit, you know, muscle fit, uh, you know, gym tight Spider Man sort of t shirts and brav. I look like a link of fucking sausages, all them fucking... <laughs> it was pinching me in places it shouldn't pinch me, so I am not ready for that. That's the problem with being ginger, bruv. The cats are fucking scratching that post like, fuck, go on, girl, get at it. Sharpening them claws. But yeah, that's the problem with being ginger, innit, and having freckles and that. I look like a, a pretty nice cooked margarita pizza, bruv, really, my freckles and my skin. And then for some reason, any part of my skin that don't get in the sun, like my legs and that in... It's just fucking spam, mate. I look like fucking tin spam. I look like I should be in someone's bunker as backup food in case of nuclear fucking bomb. Yeah. So I ain't looking my best this week. I'm feeling fucking good. You know, I'm thinking about going to see some of my friends over Christmas and that, but can I be trusted? I ain't been around them. This thing about with some fucking gangsters, bruv. But I get a bit too ambitious hanging around with them sort of people do you know what I mean <laughs> all the big dealers and that I'll be buying a gun by the end of it because <laughs> I remember actually yeah fuck it I remember this is it I was in Tenerife I was on the session out there been out all day done crazy amount and there was this geezer that owned this betting shop sort of thing and we was watching the World Cup out there <laughs> and he was you know he was like obviously in in the know, he was a bad man, I reckon. But he took a shine into me. So me and him were doing the old niffing the old disabled toilets together. You know what it's like, best mate. He was all like Spanish, or whatever. Oh, you're my best friend. You crazy man. You fucking crazy. You're my best man. You come back tomorrow. Me and you go on a boat. <laughs> you know what you like, coke dove, innit? it? I'd arrange to go with his gangster on a boat next day. Funny enough, I didn't. I fucking avoided him because could have been with a because I can't fucking swim, bruv. You ever seen, it's fucking embarrassing when I go on holiday, especially when I used to be a bit 
you know, big R in good shape and that. See me in the fucking swimming pool with my armbands on, bro. <laughs> See me rocking through the hotel, rubber dinghy on, buggy, budgie smugglers on. Uh, sorry, man, just right, mind is racing, smoking a spliff, chatting some fucking shit. I thought about growing a beard back. I used to have quite a decent beard. But until one day I started fucking, you know, shaping it myself and fuck me, before you know it, you take a bit off here, a bit off here to even it up. I fucked it right up. So I had to, this was probably about a year ago. I had quite a big beard. Now, yeah, a year ago, I should think. So I'm fucking about it in the mirror thinking, fuck, fuck, I'm fucking this up. Fuck, 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 it's getting shorter and shorter. Short. I was going to have a moustache at one point. So I shaved it off, but no one warns you when you grow a beard that when you're asleep with that beard on your face, someone is sneaking in and taking your face. Because when you shave it off, you have got the tiniest fucking head. Honestly, I couldn't believe it how small my head was. So if anyone's got my head, the rest of my head, bring it back. What the fuck am I waffling on about? Oh yeah, I was talking about beard. <laughs> it's funny how we praise people for growing a beard, like, not shaving. It's really much... I, I like it when people praise me now for not sniffing coke. Like, like I'm... I should be sniffing coke anyway and I managed to do well done. I was just a selfish dickhead, mate. But I know pe- probably people out there have got some problems. And coming up to Christmas and that's... Like, the next one is about debt. So if you are in troubles, just, you know, keep going. Keep moving forward. As it, as lo- if you keep showing up to your job and you're actually trying to fix things, it works, bruv. I'm a Wally, mate. I should be on the street. But 2021, I'm looking forward to it. I didn't, I did not know what 2021 was going to hold for me. But get a head start on people, mate. Don't wait for the first. Don't go get fucked up all over Christmas and New Year's Eve sniffing all that fucking fentanyl shit now. Just start early. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. You fucking can't. Motherfucking cocksucker. Looking forward to having that, you know, break from work so I can really concentrate on a few things. I, I really want to start writing my jokes and I'm really going to concentrate on stand-up comedy next year, really. So that's really how I'm doing it with this podcast. I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit of ed- education at the beginning for people, but then the last 10, 5, 10 minutes is me waffling shit. Like, you know what I mean? Just saying my thoughts out loud so I can go back and listen to these last 10 minutes of each episode and start building my material and working off of these things. You know what I mean? Because how do you do it? How do you do it? I'm just, uh, I'm a bit of a loner in life like that. Do you know what I mean? I've not really got anyone to bounce ideas off like this. So I thought, fuck it. If I'll just say things I find a little bit funny or funny stories I remember. Well, no, they're not prepared or nothing. This is just me freestyling them. And then I can go back and work on them. So anyone out there that's got a project they're working on, make lists, record yourself, just keep if just fucking start, mate. Your first one's your worst one. So how the hell have I got 28 episodes? I ain't got nothing to say, have I? Look at me. I'm a wally, but keeping myself clean and I've got goals. I've got a purpose. I want to bring back the sort of comedy. Do you know what I mean? A bit taboo in that. I want to I want to be the stoned comedian, you know, talk about drugs, coke and stuff like that. But I'll let you go, people, because I know you've got some weed to smoke or you might even be at work. But I'll leave you this one little funny joke story I heard. Of one of my childhood heroes, I grew up listening to Jeffro. If you don't know who he is, go fucking find out. The best to ever do it. I'm going to bring back his type of comedy, I think. But <clears throat> just leave you with this little story. 
like I say, it's not my story and I've never told it, so I could fuck it up, but I've had a fucking terrible day. I got in from work and there's a fucking gorilla in me tree out the front. So I got in, I ring the fucking zoo and said, mate, there's a fucking gorilla in me tree out the front. He goes, fuck's sake, he's got out again. Right, I'll send the man round with a van. So 20 minutes come past, this man rolled up with his van, he gets out, he's got a ladder, he's got handcuffs, he's got a shotgun and a dog. It's fucking big dog. So I said, hello, mate. He goes, where's the gorilla? I said, up that tree, mate. What are we going to do? He said, well, I'm going to climb this ladder up that tree and I'm going to shake the tree so hard that gorilla's going to fall out the tree. And when he does, this dog is trained to bite his bollocks that hard that he'll surrender, put his hands up and you whip them handcuffs on him. I said, yep, Kushti, I've got that. What's the gun for? Well, if I fall out the tree, shoot the fucking dog. <laughs> Bonnet to douche, Foley. Had a good day. 